No. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Tony, close your stream, please. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Tony, close your stream. I'm closing Smiles. it. I'm closing Smiles. it. I don't know where Jonathan Taylor's going to be. He's going to be playing for the Colts, probably. Jonathan Taylor will be playing for the Colts. He's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. Contract doesn't make sense. The pick valuation doesn't make sense. His shitty attitude doesn't make any sense. The fact that he's hurt right now doesn't make any sense. Jonathan Taylor's not going any fucking where. Did you know his agent was like a WWE agent before he... Yeah. Got famous. I did know that. It's a joke. Can you close your stream. I did. Oh, I didn't. What the? Hey, Tony, go ahead and close that stream, would you? Okay. God, what what a gone. nightmare of an episode. It's gone. It's gone. What a nightmare of an episode. Welcome back to Huddle Up a Football Podcast. I'm Tony with Corey and Daniel. Should we do this again? You want to retake? Nope. 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 Hi, ho. Hey, ho, and what do you know? Okay, so we just did another Immaculate Gridiron. Um, It was a disaster, just like the first one was. This one wasn't a technical issue. This was just us not knowing the fuck is going on. It was the most difficult (laughs) grid. Disclose it, because Corey did the the real one today, so we did an extra super hard one. It was fucking brutal. Like, absolutely brutal. We gave ourselves 10 minutes. It took us 15, and we still didn't get all the answers. We would have never got them all, but that's not the point. We did improve. We got better, um, and now we're here. Today, we're going to talk about a few teams, maybe a shorter episode, but we're going to talk about a couple of teams that uh, were at the bottom of the league last year. We're talking wins and losses here. Turn on your cam, Tony. Son of a bitch. Wins and losses pour <laughs> on our way up to the top. Who's, who's going to make a quick turnaround? I'm trying to think of uh, the Jets last year. They were a team that did that. Right, let's, we're going to omit the Jets. We can't talk about them. No, but, and like the Jets had a poor record, so they would probably normally qualify. But we didn't expect the Jets to win five games. The way they won the five games was awesome. Like We were talking about a team... That really at the end of the year was pretty bad, but they looked really fucking good. Reminds me of the Lions, not last year, but the year before. The year Corey wouldn't stop talking about how much fun it was to watch the Lions lose. Um, Those are the kind of teams we're targeting here. Who's going to take it to the next step and win significantly more games than they won in 2022? I got the short end of the stick here because y'all piped up and took the fun teams, leaving me with the Denver Broncos, who I was just shitting on. Nobody, nobody made you pick the Broncos. Nobody you, suggested you, did. you jumped out and picked them before anybody picked their teams. Let's not lie. You did make me pick the Broncos. Absolutely. No, it's fucked up, guys. <laughs> but, 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 I can get behind this. <clears throat> what an idiot. Well, here's what we know. <laughs> here's, here's my case for the Broncos. Um, and I think it's pretty simple. The defense didn't change a whole lot. They were good defense. Remember that game? where they held the Colts to, like, three points. Do you remember? That powerhouse Colts offense of 2022 only managed, like, two and a half points against the Broncos. No, um, it was pretty interesting, actually. I'm going to see if I can find uh, 
Oh, I had some really good stuff in front of me that no team since, I think it was 2019. I'm making up the stat now because I don't have it. No team since 2019 was averaging less than eight and a half yards per play. I think that's what the stat was. And, and the 2022 Broncos were averaging seven and a half. Like they're good defense. They're great defense. Um, that stat I could have completely botched because I don't have it in front of me anymore. Uh, but the point is, there hasn't been a lot of change on the defense. You know how I am about favoring consistency. Um, one change that I do like is Sean Payton. We're going to find out real quick what Russell Wilson is. The preseason hasn't been real promising. I'm just going to tell you that. Like, preseason doesn't look real good. If it doesn't turn around quick, I guess here's a question. Do they bench Russell Wilson halfway through the season if it doesn't improve? Yeah, so this is my main concern is I've heard about the Russell Wilson preseason performances and I've heard he still looks slow. He doesn't look like the old Russell Wilson that can scramble out and make the plays. And all the, I, I believe that all this is dependent on Russell Wilson. I mean, you just mentioned the really good defense. Well, they had the really good defense last year and it didn't get them very much. So Russell Wilson's got to show up. Um, and from my point of view, I don't. I think he might be done. Like he's getting to that age where, you know, if, if your legs aren't working, you know, you better have a really good arm. You better be really good in the pocket. And he hasn't necessarily been that guy in his career. He's been, you know, he's really ha- that crutch has been getting out of the pocket and making plays. And if he's not able to do that, Russell Wilson could be done. And I'm afraid that I think that's where they're at. And we're going to find out real quick. And if he does get benched, that just tells you right where they are. And whoever comes, I don't even know who their backup quarterback is, but I don't think he's going to play much better than Russell Wilson. Jarrett Stidham just signed a backup deal. A two-year, $10 million backup deal. So that's the backup yeah, there. So Aiden O'Connell took his job. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, um, I will say Javonta Williams is back. He was looking really good. Like, he looked great last year. <clears throat> he seems to be healthy. Samaj P. Ryan's a real weapon. So they added more weapons to the offense than they lost. I think it's going to come down to how well the offensive line holds up. And like you said, whether or not uh, Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson needs to be 70% of the Super Bowl winning Russell Wilson to make this I team. I think that's enough. I think it's enough. I think the team, the team around him is better than that Seattle team was. Like that Seattle team was good. There was Marshawn Lynch and there was Tyler Lockett, of course. Was Tyler Lockett there? Yeah. With Russell? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was a good team. But I like this Denver team on paper much better than that team. Much better. So I don't I don't think it needs to be the Russell Wilson we used to know. It just has to be close. Anyway, um it is a difficult division. I could see him going five hundred though. I could see him going five hundred and then maybe winning a couple toss ups and being in the conversation for a wild card spot. And that's a huge, humongous improvement, in my opinion. My, uh, my bounce back team is the Rams. Uh, they should have a healthy Matt Stafford this year. As far as I know, I haven't heard otherwise. Uh, the Rams are in a nice spot in a weak NFC, but in a strong NFC West. Um, as long as the Seahawks show up, we expect the Cardinals to be bad, but we expect the 49ers to be the best team in the NFC. 
But besides that, it should be a fairly easy path there in the NFC to possibly get into a playoff spot. Like I said, Matt Stafford should be healthy. Cooper Cup returning. Aaron Donald still playing football. Um, I was doing a little paper checklist before we started, and it seems the roster's gotten a little weaker here, which could be a little concerning. Uh, wasn't something I was expecting. I got Cam Akers written down. Don't know what he's going to be. But we have a year of development under Sean Payton. Uh, or not Sean Payton. What the fuck? Who's, who's the Rams? What's the Rams coach name? <laughs> McVay? McVay. Sean McVay. God, I'm an idiot. Um, Sean McVay is still a really good coach in the NFL. I think with a healthy Matt Stafford, uh, he can get the boys back in line here. Um, I know besides Cooper Cup, they've lost some weapons there. But you've got a lot of young guys like Van Jefferson, shown flashes, Tutu Atwell. Uh, I think they brought in a couple other young guys. Puka Nakua's looked really good in the preseason. Demarcus Robinson's had some flashes with the Chiefs. So there are some possible weapons there, especially in fantasy, like Dynasty. If you're sitting on any of these guys, you could have a real treat up your skirt this year in uh, Dynasty fantasy football. You could have a little popper. I like it. Um, I like it. Do you remember? Do you remember when we talked? Um, I mean, just like two years ago about how the, the Rams had traded away all their draft picks. They had nothing available. Like they gave everything away to go win the Super Bowl. They had, mm-hmm. they picked, they had 14 picks this draft. Like real quietly, they got a whole bunch of shit back. Uh, I like yeah. the pick. There's a lot of youth there. They have a lot to choose from. Offensive line additions. Matt Stafford, the news on Stafford is good. Uh, he had a spinal, to- spinal contusion, which is a, a contusion is a bruise, I think. So. Uh, he had numbness in his legs. That's what he was fighting through. And it sounds to me like he's back on his feet. So that would be a pretty easy wheels up candidate. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Danny? Um, yeah, they were one of my bounce back candidates for sure. I mean, we all forget that Cooper Cup got hurt. Um, Matt Stafford got hurt. And then their entire offense just, I mean without your starting quarterback and your best offensive player in general, you're going to struggle. So um, whether or not we saw the Rams decline last year, or if it was just a matter of injury, I mean, everyone stayed there. All these rumors again of is Aaron Donald going to retire? Is Matt Stafford going to retire? Is Sean McVay going to retire? Everybody's back. So honestly, it, this could go back maybe not to the Super Bowl team that they were because that defense was stacked when they went but definitely a team that's threatening for the division. Um, what do you, what do you guys see them increasing? Like as far as their record, what was their record last year? Cause they, division, won, they were like four or five games. games. The Bears? Yeah, they, were, they won. Yeah. So what are you, what are you expecting an increase by? Let me take a look at the schedule real quick. Bear schedule. Let's see here. Drip, 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 drip. Okay. Packers. Wait, why are we why are we looking at the Bears schedule? Didn't you say the Bears? No, no, I haven't said the Bears yet. I was I was talking about the Rams. Oh, oh okay. shit! I'm sorry. I thought we moved on. I was multitasking in my head. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten, eleven games. If they steal, you know, if they steal a few games from some of these really good teams. They, I think they're definitely in, they're definitely in the wild card mix. If they win eleven games, does Matt Stafford is he comeback player of the year eligible? Sure. Yeah. No one. No one. No one is eligible. Yeah, that's right. Demar. No one's eligible. We talked about that. Really unfortunate. 
um, no hard feelings, yeah. Damar. Yeah, Damar, if you're listening, sorry. Yeah, it's not personal, but um, you're probably not shouldn't be the comeback player of the year just because you almost died on the field. But whatever. That's, oh my god. No, what? Jesus, you, you think that's you just, wrong? You, you keep you keep digging. <laughs> There's so many other players that should win that award this year. I'll just say it right now. Wow. All right, I'm gonna move on. Uh, my team, I think, is the easiest one. Um, it's the Bears. What they only win three games last year. Yeah, that's what I thought we were talking about when I said three games because I was multitasking over here. But yes, uh, the Bears won three yeah. games. Bears won three. Uh, they had a lot of additions this year. Um, it was kind of like the Bears were prepping for this year all along uh, because they had so much money that they weren't using last year and everyone was scratching their heads like, um, were you supposed to be surrounding Justin Fields with talent and let's see what we got? Um, but they they held off until this year. So they used their first-round draft pick on a big tackle. He's actually their starting right tackle, so not a left tackle. Um, but huge. He's a big boy. 6'6", 335. Old Darnell Wright. Yeah, Darnell Wright um, out of Tennessee. And then, um, so I was doing a little math here. Their offensive line, we might see a big increase in in talent here, like within the next couple years, this offensive line is so young. I averaged it up out of the five starters. They have an average of 3.6 years of experience. So there's only one guy that's like that much past his rookie contract. There's a guy that's played two years, one that's played three Darnell's starting his rookie year. So, I mean, this is a very young team all around and the rebuild is, is, has happened. So um, it'll be exciting. And then, they added DJ Moore. Obviously, we've seen what he can do already in the preseason. They, he pulled out a slant, you know, a uh, screen and took it to the house. And so Justin Fields is going to get a lot of padded stats from that alone. Uh, Darnell Mooney's healthy again. Bayless Jones is finally healthy. They traded for Chase Claypool for a second-round pick last year. He's another year in the system. Um, and don't forget, too, Justin Fields is the guy here. I, I was also doing some quick math here. There was an eight-game stretch in the middle of the season last year. What do you think Justin Fields I, – I won't even give it to you. What do you, what do you think Justin Fields' average rushing yards through this eight-game stretch, eight games in a row last year? What, what would just be a random guess? This uh, is rushing. 105. 87. 105. 101. Wow. Ooh. I win because Corey went over. So I'll take the jet ski. Yeah, Corey, you busted. Yeah, you busted. <laughs> but still, I mean, that's that's super impressive. We're, we're watching a downgraded Lamar Jackson right before our eyes to average over 100 yards rushing in not just a two or three game sample, eight games. And in one of those, he set the record for a quarterback in a single game. He rushed for 178 yards in one game. Holy so shit. all that needed to be... Yeah, all that needed to happen was for everything to kind of come come around him. They added red zone pieces. Okay, so DJ Moore, yeah, he's their number one, but he's not that big. Um, so they re-signed Cole Komet. They signed Robert Tunyon, and they signed Mercedes Lewis. Mercedes Lewis should have been out of the league like five years ago, but still, he's like six seven. Um, so they they have a bunch of monsters. They're probably cooking up a bunch of red zone packages right now. That two tight end sets down there to help Justin Fields. 
Um, and then with Chase Claypool, like I mentioned, but um, the backfield kind of up for grabs. They drafted a, a good rookie running back, Roshan Johnson, who is Bijan Robinson's backup at Texas, and he's actually really solid. Um, so it could be his backfield, but um, this is this is the Justin Fields show, and they they also signed Tremaine Edmonds. Um, who is a really solid linebacker um, on the free agent market, and Yannick Ngakwe. So the defense alone is going to be a lot better too. Um, and then the additions on offense, and then I, I think we're going to see a completely different Bears team. And moving forward, um, they might just be the winners of this division within a couple of years because we're looking at the Vikings. Horrible defense, liability there, and then Kirk Cousins. We don't know how much longer he's got. The Lions are a who knows. And then the Packers, um, it's kind of all up to, all up to Jordan Love. So um, we, we could see the Bears seriously contesting for this division by the end of the year. Daniel, Corey ran into a technical issue. I think he's on his way back. But, um, all good. you know, it's easy. It's easy to say, you know, the first overall pick is going to have a bounce back here. Although there have been teams like Jacksonville who was the first overall pick a record like five times in a row and never had a bounce back year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but having said that, like, it's also, you're right. Like this is a really exciting bears team. We, I mentioned the lions before and how they were like a lot of fun to watch lose games. I think that's the bears this year. And I think the bears could win more games than the lions were winning when we were cheering for the lions. Having said that, I'm never yeah. going to cheer for the bears. Um, sorry, I'm not going to do that. Um, too close. A little bit too, too close. close to home. A little too personal here. We, we do have boundaries, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, like Justin Fields is exciting. Preseason doesn't matter, but watching DJ Moore, um, you know, that, that was fun. Like he, he showed up in a way, uh, he may offer us a glimpse of a, different Justin Fields. Uh, he just is a different outlet, right? So I, I fully expect uh, Justin Fields has been in the system long enough that if he can continue to be smart about taking hits, if he can continue to not get hurt, they're going to let him continue to be Justin Fields. Don't be surprised if we see more 80, 90, 100-yard rushing games out of Fields. That's only going to yep. stop when he puts himself in danger. But as soon as a defense figures it out, as soon as the corners have him in contain – He's going to punish them with DJ Moore. Like, that's exciting. That's really exciting. And Chase Claypool. Don't forget, Chase Claypool ran, I mean, the guy's a monster, and he ran like a 4-3. Yeah, but Chase Claypool was um, one of those. I know he's a nutcase. He's one of those one-hit and, wonders. I'm thinking of step one, one, one. We can have lots yeah, of fun. You know what I'm talking about? I really, yes. Yeah. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah. That uh, is the with case. Chase Claypool. That is the case. Because he could be, he could be a monster target for him. Just he started out with so much promise in his, in his career. He was supposed to do amazing Wasn't things. Wasn't he the guy that had like 15 touchdowns in three games? Yeah, he had a He had like two games in a four game stretch with three touchdowns each. And like the other ones, he had one. So like, he, yeah, he had just a ton and everyone was like, he can do it all. He's amazing. Yeah. That's not real. That's that's. And then he gets yeah. traded for a second round pick within a year. Like, there, there are some red flags. I mean, obviously, the guy's been mentally off. I remember a play where the Steelers were trying to drive to win the game. Do you remember this? And Roethlisberger uh, hit Claypool. And they're behind. 
and they're trying to go down the field with no timeouts. Claypool gets up from getting the first down and is like cheering and like, you know, look at me, we got the first down and all this. And his teammate comes up, like shoves him like, Hey guy, we're still trying to win the game. Get over here and line up. And they're like, they ran over to him, grabbed the ball and then told him, Hey, yeah, get back in line. Jackass. I don't remember that. The last, I mean, obviously there's a screw loose. You said somebody hit Claypool trying to win the game. The last time I remember watching a Steelers game where they were trying to win and somebody hit somebody, it was Miles Garrett ripping Mason Rudolph's helmet off his head and hitting him with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was distracted. Dude, how wild was, what was that? Did you hear that? No, I was talking about the play. I No, did you just hear a thumb sound? Okay, Corey? <laughs> okay, okay, that's really funny, Corey. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, my God. We just filibustered for like a solid five minutes trying to get you back. And then you hit me with a but um, How did you do that? Dude, I just found it in Discord. We are changing the platform. There's open soundboard in the bottom right. Give me, give me that sad, give me the sad horn again. Oh, we need to use that so many more times. Oh, no. oh boy. Well, Corey found a new toy. <laughs> the crickets. I love it. This actually oh, could be a good shit. thing. This could be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened, guys. My power just went out, and then I came back on. Now my camera is like three times brighter. You're, like, you're look at my room. You're beautiful. Look at Dude, my I, room. I saw. Yeah, I saw your room just like go black. I'm like, yeah, Corey apparently has got a tornado that just ripped through this house. <laughs> Dude, uh, weird. There's a lot of really bad weather going around, Daniel. Not a funny joke. Be more sensitive, please. Yeah, you were the one that said. Said All the truth. Stuff about DeMar, I said the truth. About DeMar Hamlin. That's fine. Okay. I'll say it again, too. Will you stop no, with the trumpet? But yeah, Bears. Bears was the lowest hanging fruit out of the teams that should that should improve. And if Justin Fields can get his arm together, like his accuracy and decision-making, God, is he going to be dangerous? It is the lowest, but it's my favorite one, too. Corey, you were gone. What do you think about the Bears? Oh, I, before the power went out, I looked at their schedule, and there's ten, there's eleven winnable games on that schedule. And yeah, that's it, crazy. It's what Daniel said. If the arm can come together, if he can execute, then they're a borderline playoff team. But that's that's the big part: is can Justin Fields pull it together? He can't rely on his legs all the time in, in the National Football League. Like it's going to catch up to him at some point. Like I'd, I'd like to see that that rushing stat be like 50, 60 yards, and then maybe like. Like 175, 225 passing. Like let's let's turn some of those rushing yards into passing yards, and you know a touchdown or here and there. So uh, that that's going to be the biggest factor. I'd say in today's age, um, you better be over 225, or else it's like kind of a pathetic effort. Um, there's talk about Jonathan Taylor to Chicago, like real talk. Is like got, something that like something that came up since the podcast started? No, it's been up. It's been going on for you know since the Colts gave him. I heard, I heard it today. Yeah. Did um, you hear about the deadline the Colts gave him today? Yeah. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday was it? Yeah. yeah this, roster this cut Tuesday. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fine. Um, 
Bears have the room. They have $16 million in cap space. Tenth most in the league. Um, that's, that's how much he wants. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, that's cute. But um, they've got the room to make a contract. Does, does it make sense? Like, if you're the Bears, let's have an exercise. This will be the last, last thing, maybe, before we call it here. Um, do you ride with Khalil, Her- Khalil Herbert and with yes. – who else is it with? Um, Roshan. Roshan and Dante Foreman? Yep. Yeah. Yep. You ride with them. All right. You don't bring in a three-down feature back. I wouldn't for the uh, – well, like what you talked about in the pod earlier – you have to give up. I mean, the Colts aren't going to get a first round pick. Let's just, I mean, no, the Colts aren't going to get a first. Let's say, let's say they get a second. Yeah. Let's just say they get just a second. I mean, if you're telling contract, the contract, that's the thing. Like whoever trades for him is going to have to agree to his silly contract and that's not going to happen. Yeah. He's that's not the, that's not the point. Would you, so you wouldn't do it. It's fun to talk about it and think about it. So you're saying you would definitely, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole right now. Yeah. Dude, he looks like a fifty-year-old man walking around out there with his hood up. With his hood up. You think he? You think he's walking like beard. that to like fake an injury? Dude, now, I don't know. There's what. no way. At this point, the mind games that are going back and forth, I really can't put anything. If past he is faking right an injury, it's literally the worst fucking advice that I've ever heard anybody giving anybody. <laughs> like, well, so <laughs> what I heard somebody saying is it's possible that he showed up and said back injury because that's a really hard thing for a team to confirm, right? So if he wants to hold in and be on the pup list, yeah, back injury. But then, you know, that's his dumb agent feeding them that information. And the Colts are like, okay, you want to play that card? You're going to go on the NFI and you ain't getting paid shit. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll, yeah, we'll do it again next year, bro. Yeah, but we'll see you next year for four million. He came out and said, "I never complained of a back injury. Totally false." Yeah, that's because his agent didn't realize what would happen, and then once the fucking shit hit the fan, he had to backpedal. That's what I think. His happened. agent, I his agent's of, probably like, "It's all chess game. I, uh, We're one move ahead, baby. We, we Keep one it move going." Ahead. Did you hear? Um, did you hear the part about uh, the Darius? Not Darius. Sorry, Darius. Uh, what's his name now? Um, Shaquille. Shaquille. Did you hear his contract and the out that the Colts have at the end of this year? Oh. He signed a $90 million deal for five years. But the Colts can get out at the end of 2023, and it's effectively three million, I'm sorry, three years for $11 million a year. Like all of that money that this fucking bimbo loser agent negotiated isn't real money. Like, it just looks good. Shaquille Leonard's getting a nude contract this year. Like, at the end of this year, he's going to restructure or he's getting cut. What's the what's the out? Like, what's his cap hit yeah, yeah. after this year? I'll look right now. I'll look right now. Uh, Spot track. So you're telling me that he signed for $90 million, but it's only been it's, – it's all backloaded? Yeah, it's all backloaded. No way. Potential out in 2024. Um, $8 million dead cap. So the dead cap only hurts. eight. Yeah, the dead cap stings a little. Um, That's not that much. Three year, forty six million dollars is what it comes out to. Half. Yeah. What was his guarantee? Um, signing four million. Oh my god! He's saying guaranteed then, was 
So wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. Signing bonus was twenty thousand. I was twenty million. I'm looking over one year at a time. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Signing was was twenty mil. So he's gonna get sixty six million of it. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna restructure sixty six million of the ninety. Okay. He's gonna restructure because it's That's a terrible deal I was like, league. I was just about to say that is the dumbest contract I've ever heard. But yeah, twenty million up front, forty six million over three. That's not bad. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not five year hundred million dollars. No. That's what drives me nuts they about these are. contracts. They're like, holy cow, Pat Mahomes making $500 million in 10 years. <laughs> no, yeah. It's restructured 17 times by the oh. time that's done. Contract like contract headlines drive me nuts. Like I know sometimes in the off season we will bring up like discussion topics and we'll be like, Oh my god, you guys see this guy's contract? And I just like don't even want to talk about it because it's it's not what what they're advertising. And that's just, like like that's just the Colts GM being smart, right? And that's you know, Jonathan Taylor is not gonna get his way with Chris Ballard, unfortunately. I mean, he my only like don't I, I would love for John like I don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor, but Right now, it'd be the time to do it. You're not paying a quarterback. You might, like, if, if you're okay with it, you might as well just fork over the cash right now for the next three years while Anthony Richardson is on a rookie contract. But the problem but that's, that that's I come really back the, to. That's really the only argument, though. But, the, but they're but, not a competing but team. Why? You don't do that with a running back yeah. with a with a non-competing team. You can spend seats, that. You can fill fill seats. Fill, I don't know. The seats are going to be full anyway. It's Indianapolis Colts. The with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson is going to fill those seats. But, true. Um, will be full. But here's the thing. They got, according to sources, multiple offers already today. I would be very curious to see what those offers actually are. Because if the Colts can like get at least a second cash in what you sure. drafted him with. If the Colts took him with a second, use him for a couple of years, get a second, that's a win. Sure. So if the Colts are getting offers for a second and they're not taking it, that's on them. But even if they, at the end of the day, get a third out of him, I think that's still it's a win for the Colts. It's more than a third. It's more than a third. It's got to be. So why haven't they taken it yet? He's a great player. He's a, he great, a great player. He's a great player. And if, if they could find a way to keep him for three or four years, this team doesn't need to rebuild for three or four years. They're not winning today. Nobody thinks the Colts are going to win a Super Bowl. Like, that is fucking over. We are not talking about that for many, many years now. But I could see a world where we look up, and on the last year of Jonathan Taylor's deal, it's a back to being Super Bowl contenders. I can see. Like if we re-signed him now? Re-signed him now, Correct. Taylor's going to be, I mean, I mean um, that gives us plenty of time for Richardson. He's going to have a fifth-year option available. Yeah, but if you re-sign Taylor right now, you can't re-sign Pittman. Why couldn't you re-sign Pittman? The Colts need to re-sign Pittman right now. I agree. Right now. I don't think you can afford signing both of them when you're potentially going to be re-signing Richardson within the next three years. I don't think they re-signed Richardson in three years. A lot of these quarterbacks, when they when they flash and get it going and actually produce, they don't last till the end of year four. Look at Burrow and Herbert. I mean, they're all signing right now. Yeah. They lock them in early. Yeah. Jack, Lamar was like the exception. The highest paid running Super Bowl winning running backs since 2009, from 2009 to 2020, I don't have the last couple of years salaries. The highest paid running back was Percy Harvin 
In 2013, his base salary when he won the Super Bowl was $2.5 million. Get yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Super young. And he was a receiver. Get him out. <laughs> Not the recipe. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think um, for me, as a Colts fan, let's end it here. But, um, and you can tell me if you disagree. I would love to have Jonathan Taylor. I don't mind sure, paying I, him. I disagree. I don't mind paying him. You are just being disagreeable. You're just, stop. <laughs> I don't even mind paying him. But for me, as a fan, the issue comes into four months ago, we were talking about filling out, ending the contract that you already signed. Four months ago, you were talking about being on board for a rebuild. You were talking about being a cult, right? And now all of a sudden, like Corey said, you're standing on the sidelines with your hood up, pouting like a grandpa, limping around the field, pretending that you're hurt when we all know you're probably not actually hurt. Bad advice, not the point. The point is, if you don't want to be here as a Colts fan, get the fuck out. I guess the way I feel about it. I'd love to have you. You're awesome. But I would honestly rather have a much worse back that wants to be in town. I will pay to watch him play. He shouldn't have had a one-on-one conversation with Sleepy Jim. <laughs> Shut That'll up. get someone out of town. All, all these Colts running backs that are on the roster right now love that Jonathan Taylor's not there because they get to show out right now. All these dudes are are pumped up and ready to go. These the the rest of the Colts depth start at running back is more motivated than ever to tear it Who's up it on the NFL football field. And we haven't even Who's talked about be? Zach Moss yet. Like nobody's even talked about Zach Moss yet. Well, I hate he, Zach Moss. He, he sucks. He, and he, then, broke, he broke his arm. Yeah. But you, I mean, you got Deion Jackson back there who's proved that he can put up stats. He has not looked good this year. Yeah, that's not like Evan. Evan's this my year? pick. Are you talking about Evan? Three preseason, three preseason games? Like he just he just looks rough. It, here's the bottom line: is if if you open holes, these athletes can run through them. Whether it's Evan Hold, Deion Jackson, uh, oh, who's the uh, the funk funk? Jake How about Funk? Oh yeah, hey, hold on, hold on. Did you guys see the Colts tweet when he scored yeah. that touchdown in the preseason? It said, "Play that funky music." Oh god, which which, which is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it is brilliant yeah, because his last name is Funk and he's a white boy. Yeah, nice. what a tweet! What a tweet! Yeah, cool. But all these guys are super hungry. The Colts are gonna be all right. That was the Spider-Man theme, by the way. We're probably going to have DMC motivational, like a, good, like a good ending there. You've got a Nitro, don't you? I do have Nitro. Yeah, I canceled my Nitro, and I've just got six sounds. I've got a quack, an air horn, a cricket, a golf clap. Oh, my sad. God. I've got a bunch of sounds. What the heck? If prestigious dad, if, 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 if prestigious dad, he likes my mom, I don't want my mom. What the fuck? Is it good? Okay, okay, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to look into this. Uh, we'll we'll figure out more about that. And well, quite frankly, I don't know what else to say now. So there you have it. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.
No shit, guys. I just got a notification. Trey Lance is going to play on Friday. What a fucking joke. Yeah. No, they have to because they're trying to trade him. Okay. Makes sense now, doesn't it? Yeah, announce him as your third string. You're going to cut him, but hey, I'll let you trade him if uh, you want. I don't, I don't know about... Yeah, I mean, they they might cut him, but they're yeah, gonna, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna display him. They're going to display him okay. so someone trades for him. Okay, well, that's a non-story. Anyway, huddle up. Yeah.